life support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to GameIndustry.com's The Gin Lounge. I'm John Breeden, your chief lounge lizard. And joining me today is Marion as we talk about all things Star Wars. So, Marion, welcome to the lounge today, and may the Force be with you. <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> so we're really ha glad to have Marion back. Marion, um, as you all probably know, is uh, uh, does a ton of reviews for us and is also our eSports columnist. Uh, so she's put the two together recently, um, and uh, she just did a column, a very extensive column, which you can find off of our homepage at GameIndustry.com in our eSports area, entitled Star Wars Multiplayer Games and eSports, where she makes the... Um, uh, gosh, what do you want to say? I don't want to say the assumption. You make the you make the argument. I'd say that that a lot of these Star Wars games would be great for esports leagues, even though nobody's really capitalized on that. Yeah. Um, well, you know, you go you play these games, and there's a lot of elements into it that would make great competitive games. But there's people out there in clans and online clubs that are doing this already. So it's just a matter of taking that and putting it into a more, like, monetary competitive gaming yeah, situation. Now, I mean, I mean, a game like, um, I mean, let's just talk, start with the most modern one. I mean, a game like Star Wars Battlefront. I mean, it's basically set up to be, well, I mean, there's not very much single-player story with it. It's, it's basically set up to be an online battlefield, right? Yeah, it's like any first-person shooter, but um, there's a lot of different maps and modes and it's it's a big combat situation really it's it's people going there and battling each other um there's a goal there's a mission but you know you you're racking up the kills and um trying to get to the end game so it's like any other first person shooter but based in star wars <laughs> right right and the yeah. maps are uh they have six by six eight by eight and 20 by 20 maps for the really big uh battles <laughs> which i don't see as very viable for competitive um i could see the like, you don't the have 19 friends <laughs> that can play with you <laughs> well if you have like a monetary award or prize pool it's not going to be very uh, everyone gets a dollar <laughs> <laughs> pretty much <laughs> they'll have to make like it has to be like a $5 million prize pool or something. <laughs> right. Um, and interestingly enough, um, the, the, the whole point of the today's show, we're going to be talking about uh, the history of Star Wars games, at least the ones that we've played and we've enjoyed, and try to try to figure out like what makes them so special. Um, I, I blew the dust off of a couple. Uh, I got out my uh, X-Wing trilogy uh, game uh, to bring up. Um, but um, before we get into that, so the uh, there has been people... We talked about Battlefront, but there has been people playing uh, competitively going all the way back. You, you brought up Star Wars Command, or, or Star Wars Republic Commando, uh, which came out during that Attack of the Clones movie. I believe that was episode two, I think, of the of the not so good series that came out <laughs> before the be much better series that's out now. But um, but that was back in 2005. And interestingly, some somebody commented and talked about how you know he had uh, clans, and then he actually names his clans back in the Republic Commando days. So did you know that there was? you know, that much of an active uh, group as far back as 2005? Um, not, like, active recently. Um, I, I do know that even a few years ago that people were still playing it in clubs and on online. But mainly just as 
what I knew was just they were just got together like and competed for like clan rewards or mm-hmm. um, so it's just kind of in clan or in club competition. But like, I wasn't really aware of people still were playing it. I brought it up because I thought when I played it like maybe three years ago that it was just so good and you needed more skill than say what he brought up call of duty um <laughs> where you just go around kind of shooting people <laughs> and yeah based on perks and weapons but you actually needed some skill to fight the other player in republic commando yeah. um and, and call of duty which i know you play very very much um so I surprised to hear you talking down about Call of Duty, but uh, but that has a huge amount of esports leagues around it. I mean, that's that's like probably the number one thing that a lot of these esports leagues play. Yeah, um, but when I have to compare Call of Duty Star Wars, I prefer Star Wars <laughs> uh, multiplayer just because I, I feel like you have need a little more skill. Um, I think it was really they actually put some effort into creating these multiplayers. Um, I know from, I talked about Jedi Academy, um, to, to duel in Jedi Academy, you actually have to know how to strike people with your lightsaber to get the attack, because if you're swinging and then someone else who's a little better swings, they're hitting you and you're not hitting them as hard. And you also have to know the different styles, because there's like three styles, and like the blue is really easy and it doesn't do much damage but yellow is faster but it does slightly more damage but it's more speed and then there's red which is slow and high damage but you still have to know how to use each one i saw the uh the video you posted actually uh had um people wielding blue yellow and red lightsabers in the in the video so um so that's interesting well the colors you can choose but um actually in the lower right there's Mm -hmm. a little um blue wheel it has and in it it's there's a color blue and then you can change it to yellow and change it to red and that actually tells you your what style you're using oh i see so when you say nobody fights with the blue style you you, you that's what you yeah mean. yeah okay because i think i have like a purple lightsaber <laughs> Oh, that's pretty cool. Well, let me ask you let me ask you this and maybe you don't know the answer um so so what is the difference between these Star Wars games and Call of Duty in terms of esports is it is it basically there's money behind the games in esports and and do, do you have any idea why the star none of the Star Wars games ever went in that direction I know like back in the Republic Commando days uh, esports wasn't a big thing back then I mean there wasn't really competitive gaming like there is now so that might be an answer but you know I'm surprised that like Battlefront or anything hasn't moved in that direction at all um, I mean there is on MLG game battles, um, there is Battlefront, um, so people do can play for oh, rewards. But I, I don't know; it must be maybe something to do with like EA or um, I know EA is trying to get into esports. Um, That's right. They sent us an email and talked about their new esports uh, leagues and stuff. I haven't heard much about it since then, but but I know when that... you go, yeah, when you go to like Star Wars: The Old Republic, um, that's Bioware. I mean, it's EA and Bioware, so um, I think we have to get Bioware to get into the esports thing, mm-hmm. um, and then Lucasfilm and Disney and. Right. It may have also been. I mean, I'm. I don't know, but but George Lucas back when he 
owned Star Wars basically may not have wanted to do any type of esports thing. I mean, he was into a lot of weird stuff. They did that whole Lucas Learning uh, thing, which was, you know, which was pretty much a failure, but it was noble and trying to use his Star Wars to, like, teach people. But maybe he thought that, uh, you know, esports was. I don't know, like gambling or something, and thought it was a bad thing. I don't, I don't know, but it just, it does seem odd that it never kind of popped up around it. I'm pretty sure EA doesn't care. I'm pretty sure EA would want to make money if there was money to be made on a game. And, and some of these older games too are under like LucasArts, which no longer exists anymore. Um, right. But I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't see the, I don't see why we couldn't have competitive Star Wars. I mean, if people are already doing it within their clans and, and clubs are forming around gaming, um, it's just, you'd have to go one step further and make it uh, monetary. Or, you have to get sponsors. Yeah, and, sponsors and, and pony up money and, you know, like, uh, you know, they, they can put their energy drink signs everywhere <laughs> and all that stuff and, and get, get what they want out of it. And in return, they, you know, they put up a 100K prize or something. So, you know, it's just, it's just the organization of it, I guess. Um, uh, but I, I've been hearing, like, League of Legends, uh, the like, championship that it was just uh, November or October. Um, they actually had crowdsourcing. Mm. Their their uh, final prize pool was a lot of it was cr- actually crowdsourced. It was the um, just people donated money to the prize pool. Wow, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I mean, the, the esports is esports is certainly taking off, and you know, and you've got people that are supporting it with crowdsourcing. Uh, we have a new um, uh, gin advertising partner with uh, Beckman Crystal Newman Law, which is a law firm that's just designed to uh, support uh, professional gamers and uh, organizations that are doing esports professionally. So, I mean, there there is you know because obviously. You know, you get into crowdsourcing and stuff. You're talking, you know, then you gotta, you gotta make sure everything's on the level. You know, you're talking a hundred thousand dollars. People, people start to get kind of handsy. You know, <laughs> so um, it's good to have, uh, you know, that oversight and so forth. I mean, it, it becomes a serious business. It's not like you can just flip a switch and suddenly Star Wars becomes an esports event, right? I mean, there's a lot of back end stuff that has to be done, contracts to be signed, and you know, money to be deposited and all that stuff. Yeah. But I am seeing like um, all these newer things. Um, they just came out with a mobile Star Wars, uh, like a, a, a battle arena battle game for the mobile. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget what it's called. <laughs> uh, oh, but, I saw that one. Yeah, yeah, it's on uh, iOS and uh, Android. Yes. Yeah, I mean they're starting. To, I, I don't, I don't see that ever coming competitive. But people, there are, they're starting to build these games toward that like arena battle type um, format. Yeah, and I, I think, um, I, I, I mean, now here's where I'm going to tap into your, your geekiness because you, you're a huge Star Wars, uh, you know, fan and you, 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 you study them much more than I do, actually. I mean, I, I like Star Wars, but I, I, I have friends that like, you know, Star Wars is like the best thing ever. And, you know, you, you can't even tell them that, you know, episode two sucked because they'll, they'll, they'll start punching you, you know, that type of thing. There's no, no criticism of Star Wars among my friends. I don't think you're quite that, quite that level, but you do know it. I'm, I'm asking, the, do you think that, you know, these new emphasis on battle and combat, uh, do you think that had anything to do with the Rogue One movie, which seemed to be more of a war story than a traditional Star Wars movie that we've seen in the past? Um, 
possibly. Um, I just saw Star Wars Force Arena. That was the name of the game. Okay, I, I haven't yet played it, um, but yeah, that was that's more of that um, like battle arena type game. Yeah, and it seems to be it seems to be at least in some respects. Star Wars in the past has been, I mean, it's enjoyed by adults, but especially when Lucas was at the helm, it, there was a huge nod towards kids and, you know, making it a kid-type story. I mean, the whole Ewoks on Endor, or Ewoks and all that stuff, yeah, it was, was kind of, you know, aimed at kids and things like that. And, you know, he always, he put that in all his movies, you know, that, that kid-friendly thing. And and I think uh, Rogue One is, is goes against that to a certain extent. I have a friend who has three kids, and they all watch the Star Wars movies together, and he's like, you know, I'm not taking them to go see Rogue One. <laughs> That's the first Star Wars movie that we're not going to go see together, you know, because it's a little bit more of an adult-themed uh, thing. And, and you know, I, I think they'll probably get back to their, a little bit more to their core when they start showing the uh, the regular series movies again. But, but it's a new direction. It's one that I embraced. I thought it was awesome, but... I, I don't know. What, what was your thoughts? I mean, you're you're more of a Star Wars purist. Did you like Rogue One? I did, um, but I'm probably going to be one of the people um, that a lot of people like the the whole CGI. Um, I wasn't too thrilled about that. Oh. Um, I kind of thought it really was starting to look a lot like Episode Four. Um, they really made it so it flowed in, mm-hmm. but um, CGI Tarkin, it, he was great. Oh, the from, whole... a, from a distance, but right. as soon as you got a close up, I was like, oh no, I wasn't too thrilled about that. Oh right, yeah, <laughs> I, I thought Tarkin looked pretty good. Um, I thought Leia looked really weird when you when you saw. I wish they would have just let, let us see her back, you know, and instead of you know here, zoom in on the face and look at this weird kind of facial mapping thing we've done, you know. Actually, I would think that the whole her looking out toward an unknown future would have been like the perfect ending because mm. like all that hey we finally saw Darth Vader the way Darth Vader should have been <laughs> I mean, that's, that's that's him that's like that's why I wanted to see him for the first time like really like a real like, badass yeah and, and like kind of you can evil see the, he's yep ang- now I know why he's so angry in episode four <laughs> well yeah I mean He's what's left of him is a pretty angry young man. <laughs> so, but that was cool. His scene where he just tears through that ship, you know, with his red lightsaber. That was yeah, pretty then awesome. He, and then, and then, then he gets into episode four, and then he boards the ship, and and he's starting to strangle some guy, and he's trying to ask him questions, but not letting him speak because he's so like, ah. <laughs> like let him speak. <laughs> Pretty pretty cool stuff. Well, let's uh, so that, that's cool, and and thank you for doing that column. That was that was an awesome column. I read it all the way through. That was probably one of the longest, most extensive columns that we've had. So that was pretty cool, and it was very popular. It still is. Um, I mean, I couldn't go through everything. I mean, there's so much games that I just had to choose, like the ones that I particularly played and liked. Um, but there's a lot of other games with like multiplayer aspects too that. Like yeah, swing. No, absolutely, absolutely. Well, let's let's um let's talk about Star Wars games in general. Um, let's go back. Says, uh, um, you know, there's been a whole history. I mean, going back. So so like I said, I dusted the, I dusted the, uh, the dust off of uh, my X-wing trilogy, which is pretty cool, and that had X-wing, Tie Fighter, and X-wing Alliance, and uh, you know, these were these were pretty cool games. I mean, like. I think the one that I played mostly was X-Wing. That was the first one. And 
it, it had a story. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't just a flight simulator. You were um, you were like a fan, or oh, I might be I might be getting it confused with Tie Fighter, but in one of them, you were like this family of shipbuilders, and you had to kind of like. Um, you know, make sure that you were building ships for either the, uh, I think it was, I, I mean, might be thinking TIE Fighter, where you had to, like, build ships for the Empire, and you didn't really want to, but, you know, the Empire had all the money, so you were, like, doing it, and so there was a whole kind of moral thing going on, but but there was, in X-Wing, there was over 120 single-player missions, um, so that's a, that's a heck of a, I mean, can you imagine today a game coming out and saying, oh, there's 120 single-player missions? That's, <laughs> that would be like, no, they would spread that out over like 10 games, probably. Well, I mean, it's, it's I've played games where I spend 120 hours in the game. That's true. But, <laughs> but there's like pre- all quests and like all these other little stuff that goes in the game. Yeah, I mean, but it was cool. The missions were kind of varied. There was, uh, I remember there were trading missions where you had to go out and make trades for your family, um, you know, to keep the family afloat. And then you had, you know, flight training. There was espionage missions, especially in X-Wing Alliance, uh, where you had to sneak in and and do things, you know. It was kind of neat. Um, And I remember we played it in college, like, all the time. Like, everybody was always playing it. And there wasn't there wasn't really uh, online, you know, player versus player or anything like a multiplayer uh, component. Or there was in Alliance. They they started to do it, but I mean, you're talking about um, you know modem technology. You the, the connections were pretty slow back then, so you couldn't do the stuff that you can do today. Uh, but, but you know, it was it was fun. Um, so that was kind of my first experiences with um with star wars as a as a game and uh it was it was really good and that's kind of where LucasArts kind of put down the gauntlet for you know quality quality games uh that 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 people really liked um what was some of the first uh, star wars games that you played i actually played a star wars game for the game boy <laughs> oh my god that was like my very first star wars game I assume it was some sort of side-scrolling, like... (laughs) Pixels. Yeah, but I do do remember that. It was was quite fun. Um, But that was my very, very first game. Now, did you get that game after seeing the movies, or was... Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I I must have saw the first movie, like, in 84. Mm -hmm. Just a little kid. Um, But... And I saw Darth Vader on the screen, and I was like, oh, "This is the greatest movie ever." <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, yeah, I played that that Star Wars Game Boy in the '90s. Oh, pretty cool. I had a Game Boy, but the only uh, the only game I had was uh, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game. <laughs> so. I had a I had a Jurassic Park one too, which is kind of fun. You had eggs, and there was you had to pick find dinosaur eggs. <laughs> That's cool. They were all ki- they were all kind of the same, but you know, for different different themes. Uh, so that's cool. Um, so then, uh, I think, and what I think, let's let's talk about Knights of the Old Republic because um, that's a game everybody brings up. I was talking to Shella before the show started, and she'd never she's a big Star Wars fan too, but she'd never played Knights of the Old Republic, and I said, well, you should definitely play them because especially the first the first one's better than the second one, but they're both really good. Um, and I, especially for someone like her who likes like Mass Effect and stuff, because a lot of that, uh, a lot of the stuff you see in Mass Effect is kind of based on, um, you know, the things that happened in Knights of the Old Republic. I mean, as far as 
the character interaction and the deep role playing and just a seamless blend of everything. So she was like, well, I don't want to go back and play old games. I'm like, well, you know, this game won't seem, I don't think, like an old game to you if you're playing it. I, I, I don't see it as that. I still play it. Um, I must have played Star Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2 like probably 10 times each. I played as a female character, male character, light side, dark side. Um, <laughs> I went back and used like mods, so I try to make the story a little different. Mm. I made different choices. I And then on um, Knights of the Old Republic 2, um, I thought the story was really great, but it was never finished. Like... At the end, you could tell it was never finished. Uh, yeah, the end was the end was, uh, and it's been a while since I played, especially the second one. But the end was kind of like you get into that like uh, like dark area or whatever, and then like your robots and stuff start going crazy, and they just it's, it's like little story clips, but it doesn't really tell you what's going. I think some of your companions like betray you at the end, but you don't really find out. You know what I mean? I, yeah, you really don't know what happened. Um, I mean, like go more in detail of exactly what happened if and and some of the stories in the old republic um mm-hmm. where you even find out ex- more about the exile her name and they kind of put her in canon um mm-hmm. but yeah at the end you're like uh, you have to go back to malachor where all of this started in the first place and you defeat the we first defeat darth nilis and you defeat darth zion and then you have to defeat darth Kreia, or Tre- um, you have to Kreia, and uh, <laughs> but you just want to, it. Just ended like you, you finally faced Kreia, and all of a sudden you like learn a little about what's going to happen with your companions if you went light side, dark side, mm-hmm. and then it just ended. <laughs> um, Does she go off? What, what, uh, but there was a people who actually restored the content that was supposedly missing from oh, really? the Sith Lords. It's called the Sith Lords Restored Content Mod. And when you play it with that, it just makes it a completely different game. Because there's actually a planet, um, which probably was the best part of the story, and I was like really disappointed that that was never put in. It's um, actually the droid planet uh, mm-hmm. where the HK droids came from. Oh, wow. And so you're like battling all these droids, and so it's actually cool. playable content mm-hmm. that they didn't put in the game. Why yeah. would they not do that? I I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, it's like they 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 skipped a lot of the best parts. Um, I mean, they still kept a lot of the story, but it kind of felt like there was missing things. It was like, well, gosh, yeah, that's, that's like know. the opposite of what they do today. And like. Gosh, that's too much content. We don't want to throw. <laughs> we don't want to throw too much content at them. But yeah, um, that's one of the things I really liked about the games is that you could actually build these mods and build like the story or add more story. Um, and actually, you know, I, I some people even put like you could play different species. And I remember I played through Knights of the Old Republic too as a Twi'lek. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I, I That's just awesome. I just kind of I loved the game so much that it was after a while it, you know you play it like different every different way and it's like ah it's a little boring so I'm gonna try something new. 
That's pretty cool. I've never, I, I've got into mods with some games, like uh, a lot of the Bethesda games, you know, on the PC side, you know, Skyrim and Oblivion and stuff like that, which are pretty fun. Um, the only older game that I started to work with mods was Vampire the Masquerade uh, Bloodlines, which was pretty cool. Um, a lot of people did mods with that game. Um, uh, but but I didn't realize there were a bunch of mods for Knights of the Old Republic. So now I'm going to have to like go back and look at it again, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I got Knights of the Old Republic was probably my favorite Star Wars game because I, I just think it's the story about how you wake up on this Republic ship and you're being bombarded by Darth Malak's forces and you have to escape the Tars, but you're you wake up, you think you're like a Republic soldier or something, and but you don't have any memory. You have no memory, and then, and, yeah. and then you and find out you're force sensitive when you finally rescue Basilisk Sean, and you. And then there's a and then there's a <laughs> drop kicking plot twist at the yeah. end, which is like one of the best plot twists ever yeah. in a video game. And so. then and you also learn a little more about um, Jedi training because you have to train as a Jedi on Dantooine and you learn about lightsaber construction and what the colors mean and uh, you also learn that um, why some Jedi start to turn to the dark side and stuff because you have to like mentor other uh, Jedi's or whatever yeah um, and and you also get to train as a Sith too that's <laughs> right <Orivan. laughs> um, it's like hey I trained as a Jedi now I'm training you know you, you get all this training and you and you get to learn like what really goes on in both worlds, both trainings, the codes, and uh, and you see different planets like Kashyyyk. You, know, you have to help the Wookies and go to Manan. Um, that that was a not really interesting planet. Yeah, I think that was one of the first games that actually kind of showed us a little bit about, uh, as far as games goes, that showed us a little bit about the Sith organization. Because like even in the movies, you don't really. I mean, you, you, you don't really know, like, the history of the Sith and, and, you know, that they used to have an empire and what their philosophies are and things like that. And you, you get a lot of backstory. They're not just, you know, they're not just villains, you know. Yeah. They're, and, they're... and you also learn not only um, about the different orders, but the history of the galaxy. Because you find out that there was an entire empire, entire civilization prior to the Republic, uh, mm-hmm. the Infinite Empire, the Rakata uh, just like wow, these there is this whole thing that ha- whole history that happened before the old republic, before Jedi and Sith, and and um, what we know today. Well, yeah, and I, I think people know that there was something beforehand because, like hyperdrive technology, yeah. as I understand it, they they can't make new hyperdrives. They they lost that technology, so it's like, but they're using it. But it obviously existed at one time, you know. So I think people knew that there was an older thing but i guess they just never really studied it too much wow. yeah and, and 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 i guess i mean the story just was so great that they just continued it knights of the old republic 2 kind of continued it and you know, there you learned about the mandalorian wars um how they ended uh and what happened to the jedi because all of a sudden the jedi are gone um like yeah. jedi civil war happened and then <laughs> disappeared and then all these other some of these Siths came but so yeah you get to learn that pretty cool fight um, Mandalorians <laughs> <laughs> look looking at uh, a different genre the um, the uh, real time strategy games and and the turn based strategy games so we had Rebellion and um, 
uh, what was their uh, real-time strategy one? Empire the, at War. Yes, Empire at War. Yeah. Did you get into any of those? Um, I played Empire at War. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did you? What was your thoughts on that one? I mean, that that kind of came out in the height or sort of at the tail end of the rise of the popularity of the RTS. And my impression was it was a good game, but as far as RTS games go, it didn't really do anything to you know, help it stand out in what at the time was a very crowded field. Yeah, I don't I don't think I really got into it. Um, I think I was, at, at that time, I was really more into, like, the Age of Empires type RTS. <laughs> the, the much better yeah. RTSs, yeah, absolutely, right. So I never really got into it. Um, I'm more of, like, got really more into the Star Wars RPGs and... Um, mm-hmm. Now, though, I will say I did like Rebellion. I did like Rebellion because Rebellion was different than anything else that was out there at the time because it was it was basically turn based and they tried to make it really realistic but they made it unfortunately too realistic where it was like you know if you had a fleet um at Kashish and you were trying to get to Corellia or something you know you would send a fleet and it would take it like in game time it would take it like seven months to arrive or something like that so you're like okay so you're waiting for your fleet to show up but in real time it would take like two and a half hours for the the fleet to arrive. So, you know, you, and I assume that's what plotting a, a galactic war would be like, (laughs) you know, you're planning these offensives months and sometimes years in advance, I guess, because of the distances and and involved and so forth and the amount of forces. But from a realistic perspective, it was kind of weird, you know, because you'd be like, you know, two hours later, you'd be like, your forces are attacking. I'm like, what? Oh, God, that's right. Last week, I sent those guys out to do that. <laughs> so uh, it didn't really catch on, but I th- I thought it was pretty cool. Did you ever get a chance to try your hand at that one at all? No. no um, not very many people did. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but I liked it. Um, anyway, uh, and let's move on to the MMOs. Uh, so Star Wars originally came out with Star Wars Galaxies, and... Um, uh, I played Galaxies uh, for a while. Um, what was your impression of Galaxies from a, as a as a hardcore fan? For for me, I kind of liked um, I li- kind of liked Galaxies, but again, it didn't have a really Star Wars story to it. It was more like just kind of like a, a traditional MMO of the time that happened to be set in Star Wars settings. Yeah, um, I didn't really get far into it. Um... I kind of just started out, and I'm like, eh, I, I think I gave up on it. <laughs> um, so I really don't have much of a say in it. Uh, but It had some weird rules, too. Like, if you died, you could come back as, like, a ghost Jedi <laughs> or something. And, and, but, but you couldn't – I don't think you could be a Jedi in the game. It was – you know, you had to be, like, a regular pro- – I think there were some – some ridiculously difficult way that you could become a Jedi, but then if you became a Jedi, you your character became permadeath. So if you ended up dying as your Jedi character, then you were dead, but you could come back as a ghost. But you couldn't really do anything except like walk around and talk to people and do the Obi Wan thing. So I I don't know. It just it had some weird design choices in that. But so they scrapped that, and then the new one. What's the new one that you play? And that that's awesome. Star Wars: The Old Republic. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean it is. I mean it's an MMO, um, but I think there's a lot more RPG storytelling to it than just MMO gameplay. Um, 
I know as you go through the main three chapters, uh, you have like a lot of operations, you have a lot of flashpoints where you can get with your group or other people and, and do, but there's also that main story where you're just pretty much by yourself going through the story, making choices based on your character. Um, but I actually really do enjoy the story of the Old Republic, um, especially the first three chapters. I, 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 I think the new stuff is good, but based on what type of character you have. Mm. Um, because one of my favorite stories is the Imperial Agent, um, just because there's so much you can do with him, and he's, he has so many plot twists. And huh. I never played the Agent. I, 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 did, I only played... Um... I played the uh, Bounty Hunter, I believe, um, which I liked. And, again, I liked it for all the reasons that you mentioned. It's like because it was a very single-player experience. I didn't feel like I had to um, group with people to do stuff if I didn't want to. Um, that's that's kind of why I fell out of love with Lord of the Rings Online was because I really liked the single-player story, and I liked getting together with my, my guild on mm-hmm. Sundays. We used to play on Sundays and, and play, and that was fun. But there was all these, like, you'd run into a dungeon, which would be part of the main storyline, and you couldn't do it unless you recruited two other people. And the two other people had to be really good people, too, to know what they were doing. And so, you know, I would always get stuck on these content snags and stuff, and there's none of that in the Star Wars online game. Yeah, um, I mean, there's these heroics, um, which you kind of have to team up with people, uh, which I, I mean, I, I enjoy teaming up with people in my guild and just going out or killing the world boss. Um, and, <laughs> and of course, the operation flashpoints, because you, you get a lot of rewards and, and really good gear doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also adds to the story. I mean, in, in, some, in some places, they actually... Um, tell you, hey, you're the hero of whatever, um, the Essels. <laughs> like, okay. And that was just a flashpoint. So, so That's pretty cool. They, they do talk about it. But, um, so the Imperial Agent was great. Um, but the thing I, I was on not really thrilled about was once Chapter 3 ended, um, like the, a lot of the new stuff, like McCabe, and oh, I, I, I do not like McCabe. It's like, as soon as I think I'm done, I'm not done. It just continues. I'm like, ah, get me out of here. <laughs> but um, like when you're the, when I played Sith Warrior and I finished, he made sense. Like they looked, he had it, and his ending was like pretty much canon. Like you really couldn't like had like three or four choices, and his story couldn't go all over the place. So mm-hmm. people recognized him as that. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I did my smuggler and, and imperial agent, I made these different choices, and everyone <laughs> looked at me like I was supposed to make this one choice. Like, no. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> like, they, they completely forgot that what ended, what happened at the end of your story, and they just treat you like you're some hero or you're still <laughs> like the imperial agent. I'm like, no, oh, okay. <laughs> but they don't, you know, it's not, you just keep going on. And they completely forgot the storyline. And I wish they had kind of recognized that more in these new things. Like, I'm, I'm in... I'm so, in so you made... Are you saying... So you made a unique choice, yes. and, the, and the game didn't recognize that. Yes. They, they assumed you made a different choice. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I'm like in Fallen Empire with my smuggler, and he just does not really belong there. 
<laughs> my Sith warrior, yes, he made a lot of sense, but I'm like, yeah, okay. Um, don't really belong here, but... And they don't okay. really... It, the, the dialogue is... Um, after your story is kind of like the same for everyone. Um, mm-hmm. Especially in Fallen Empire and Eternal Throne. It doesn't matter if you're pretty public or Empire. You're exact same, it's the same dialogue. You have a oh, few wow. different choices um, in, in your personal dialogue. but um, like, Well, let, let me I'm ask you this. I'm a Republic soldier. I, I'm, a, I'm a Republic smuggler. I come on Darth Maul's ship. And they looked at me like I've been here before. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe you're just acting like you'd been there before. They like, oh, you remember the way to the bridge? I'm like, okay, yeah. I just <laughs> met Darth Maul once on Yavin 4. <laughs> Never been here. <laughs> That's right, he gave you that map in case you ever needed to find the bridge on his ship. Um, Would you say that when the story works, that uh, the MMO is as good as or on the level of something like Knights of the Old Republic, when the story is working and everything is kind of, you know, is is it offering you that kind of thing that that made us fall in love with the the Knights of the Old Republic games? The stories, yes. Um, And I I do like the extra things. Um, But now that you know, it's kind of like waiting for new content to come. Um, they're just kind of like when you get to level seventy, and it's just upper, um, it's just these uprisings, new uprisings. Mm-hmm. So there's no real new story content right now. Um, but you know, you can go back and play other characters. But yeah, um, I mean, I think that's what they, I think that's what they want you to do, and that's why I stopped playing because I, I played, you know, as far as I could get with the with the bounty hunter, as far as the story missions, and then I kind of ran out of story missions, and then, you know. They were kind of like, well, play another character, be a, be a Jedi or whatever. So, and I started to do that, but then I was like, eh, I don't really want to, you know, go through and level up and do all that stuff again with a new character. Especially since I, I'm, I'm not really a big fan of the whole Jedis mm-hmm. anyway, so I found their story kind of uninteresting compared to, like, the smuggler types. Yeah, you know? the non-Force users, they just have so many more choices because they kind of mm-hmm. are freer to do stuff. You, that... you, you're not, you don't have a code <laughs> yeah. imposed upon you that you have to follow, you know. It's like, especially with the light Jedis, because... You know, you pretty much have to make the good choice. <laughs> you know, whatever the good choice is. So, pretty cool. All right. Well, um, final question. Uh, since we're way running out of time, actually ran out of time about eight minutes oh. ago, but that's okay. Um, let me ask you this. So, so you know, so Rogue One is out, and you know, Battlefront is is continuing to evolve. And um, I assume, I, I mean, one would assume that with the popularity of a movie like Rogue One, I think it, I think it was like the third most popular summer release ever, or whatever. So it's, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was really good. Or I guess it wasn't a summer release, but whatever, whatever quarter it was in, I read it was the third most popular for that time frame. Um, so usually games follow stuff like that. I mean, do you think there's going to be more Star Wars content soon? And what kind do you want to see? We've talked about real-time strategy games. We've talked about MMOs. We've talked about uh, um, you know RPGs and stuff. What, what kind of uh, new Star Wars do you want to see, and what do you think we're going to see? Um, as far as games, there's actually one coming out. Uh, they're in the process of making it. Uh, it's by Visceral Games. Mm-hmm. But we don't. I mean, there's really nothing else. Um, they, I mean, there's nothing else released about it. I mean, there's some images, but um, okay, it's, it's supposed to be more of going back to the more authentic Star Wars. Like the, it's like supposed to be gritty. It, it's produced. Um, it's made by the people that done Uncharted. 
Oh wow! Oh, that's that 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 gets me Ooh. perky dark there. <laughs> Nathan Drake in space. <laughs> there'll probably be there'll probably be a star destroyer collapsed on a planet, and you'll have to do a bunch of climbing to get to the bridge or something. <laughs> what I what I was really disappointed in um, before LucasArts disappeared. Um, was they were going to make this game called 1313, which was supposed to be oh, first yeah. on the world. Um, I think it was supposed to be about Boba Fett, but yeah, it looked yeah. so good. I wish they would just pick that up again. We actually, that, e, that E3 year before the collapse, we actually sent a reporter, um, uh, and she was able to um, go into the demo for 1313, and, and uh, she said it was just so amazing. It would have been... It would have been great. It would have been great. Now, I will say they they did come out with a Bounty Hunter themed game for the PlayStation 2 called Star Wars Bounty Hunter, mm-hmm. which was god awful. This was terrible. Um so hopefully but hopefully they mature. So they have tried to do they had did try to do the Bounty Hunter thing before and I I don't know. I think maybe I got to go back to Lucas, and I hate to keep dumping on Lucas because he created all this great stuff, but I, I got to think that Lucas was always uncomfortable with doing the grittier, darker Star Wars type stuff. And and so that's why I think that Bounty Hunter projects failed. So I don't know if 1313 would have been an awesome game or not. It looked awesome, uh, it did, but I don't know how they would have done the back-end story. Well, I mean, The Force Unleashed, which I love the first one. It was just so much fun, you know, with the Force powers and the lights here, and you just Kind mm-hmm. of go all crazy, and then there was a good story. Um, I mean, they did that, and then I, Force Unleashed two came out, and it, was, it looked amazing, <laughs> but it was so short, <laughs> and the story yeah. was kind of dry. I, I didn't like the story. I still like the two wielding lightsabers and the Force powers, but um, mm-hmm. yeah. So I, I wasn't. I, I mean, it looked good, but because of Force Unleashed, I was a little hesitant <laughs> and mm-hmm. what, what what was going to come out of it. Um, yeah, but, but this I don't know. I'm I want to hear more about this special games. Uh, Star Wars they have a game. they have a well they have a they have a good history. Mm-hmm. So that'd be that'd be pretty cool. All right. Well, um, thank you, Marion, for uh, showing up today for the lounge in our Star Wars Geek Fest. Uh, <laughs> for all, for all you people that are out there, I'm sure we didn't cover everything. There's so many Star Wars. Yeah, games. like Jedi uh, Knight series. <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> I want to see that again, like that type of story again. But like re- remade with yeah. like modern modern graphics and stuff like that. Yeah, just remaster that for the PlayStation Four or something. I'll be happy. That's true. I, I want to see I want to see Rebellion made into a VR title, <laughs> so that I can grab my ship and send it, and then wait three weeks for it to show up at the other side of the galaxy. That'd be pretty cool. While I sit in my awesome command center. That would be a good VR title. I mean, you could just look around at your map the whole time while you're waiting for your ships to show up. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Doubt that'll happen, but uh, anyway. Oh, we also didn't cover the Star Wars Lego titles, which are extremely popular. So um, I, I never really got into them too much, but I know I have a friend who plays every single one of the Lego ones, and he has them all ranked, like which one's the best ones. And uh, the Star Wars one, is, I believe, is tied for number one on his list with the Batman ones. They should so. just make a Lego movie Star Wars edition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they're coming out with the Lego Batman, which is like a comedy. So. Who knows? <laughs> So, all right. Well, Marion, thanks for joining us today. Uh, for everyone who's out there, um, you know, our email address is ginlounge at gameindustry.com. We're also at 
geekgameindustry.com. Um, we're on Facebook. We're on Pinterest. Uh, our Twitter feed is at Gin Lounge, so tweet us and uh, let us know. I'm sure we missed it. You know, look, if you really are pissed off because we missed some title or something like that, email us or, or tweet us and let us know, and we'll do another show and we'll just talk about that game. <laughs> So, but until next time, Marion, thank you for joining us, and may the force be with you. Thanks.